Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to Weigh In Wednesday, where we weigh in on all things maintenance because that's our jam around here and one of our favorite conversations. Uh, joining me today, of course, is Odette. She's the manager of our maintenance and mindfulness group. Kim, who's the manager of our weight loss program. And then there's Adrian, Adrian Shulman, down 62 pounds in the program. Spring 2022, you lost 36.8 pounds, seven more during the summer, lost the rest in the fall. You've been in maintenance ever since until this summer where you had to undergo surgery. You've been back at it for two weeks, already down eight pounds, hailing from Thornhill, Ontario. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to chat. Let's get right into it today. Odette, what are our topics of conversation? What are we chatting about today? So I had all the topics listed, ready to go. And then I heard Dr. Paul talk yesterday. And ah. <laughs> uh, we have to talk about Dr. Paul now. Um, he just said a few things. I mean, as everybody knows, you know, Dr. Paul, if you don't know, he's been on a few times, I mean, years now in, in the weight loss group, talking supplements yeah. and, you know, how they're so beneficial for weight loss. And then he said a few things yesterday that made me think that this is totally part of the maintenance journey. And he said that, you know, these supplements are often studied for more than one condition where when you have a pharmaceutical drug, um, it's one substance and it's really studied for one, um, condition and that's what you use it for. And then we introduce these supplements and we think, you know, they're all beneficial, beneficial for weight loss, but really they're beneficial for optimizing general wellness. It's getting you to your goal of general wellness. And we don't talk about that enough. We talk about, you know, adding them back in because they're deficient. You know, we could be deficient. So let's put the, let's talk about now these supplements and how they can optimize wellness and help us, you know, just feeling our best. Cause when we feel our best, we're more motivated to keep going. We're more motivated. We've got more energy to move. We've got more energy and brain power to make these decisions. And I think that was such a powerful thing that he said that these supplements really go beyond beyond that. And I'm excited to, we're not talking about it so much today, but to really talk about it soon and, and, and go deeper into this conversation. Well, the biggest takeaway for me, he said, is it's because of the demands on the way that we live that we need mm -hmm. to add a lot of these things in. Mm -hmm. Like I take all of the same basic supplements, but I don't take them for weight loss. I take omega-3 for brain health, mm -hmm. cellular function. I take a magnesium because I'm so stressed. I need to help calm my body down. And you know what I mean? I take vitamin D because I'm slapping on sunscreen all the time because because my skin you know, I want, I want to like, you know, look young forever. And so I'm not getting the kind of skin. So I take all of these same supplements just for basic health and wellness. What about you, Adrian? Why don't we talk about you? What did you take supplements while you were losing? What's your perspective on them now? So prior to when I started the weight loss, I really only did vitamin D because also I've, I've dealt with a bit of skin cancer. Mm. Um, so the sun is my enemy. I'm, I'm pale as a ghost. Always have been, always will be. So yeah. I was really only doing vitamin D and vitamin C. Um, when we started the program and I listened to Dr. Paul the first time, all of a sudden 
collagen came in and mm -hmm. omega-3 came in. And I actually um, added in a B complex. I was always doing B12. I do, um, oh my goodness, I can't think of it all of a sudden. Um, I do iron because I donate blood all the yeah. time. Um, so I need to keep, I need to keep, keep my hemoglobin levels up. Um, yeah. But I found that the collagen really worked for me. So when I stopped doing the weight loss groups, group, I stuck with it and I've stuck with all of the supplements. And do I notice a difference sometimes? Absolutely. Um, but as you say, I'm getting older. I'm, I'm turning 60 now. Yes. So, right. What? No, yeah. you're not. Holy. I'm a, I'm a grandmother of three. Um, so, so yeah, so. I know it's good for me. And I kind of kick my ass a few times saying, why did it take me so long to add these supplements in? Um, but yeah, it's, it's being healthy moving forward. You think sometimes we, we're trying to justify the cost of taking supplements maybe because we're trying to lose weight. And then once you've lost your weight and you're in maintenance, that maybe that's not I don't know. I'm just thinking, you know, for a lot of people, they're not cheap. And it just seems like a luxury item when there's no goal anymore. I don't know, ladies. I think there, that there's definitely some value in that as far as the, the cost barrier. For some people, it's a very real barrier. They're, they have a goal. They're trying to lose weight. They're not, you know, they're, they're focusing on that and that the amount of money it costs to do, but that's where you really want to work with your healthcare provider or do your own research to figure out what ones specifically are helping you, how much you need, because the amount of the amount that you're using depends sort of on how much you need for the reason that you're taking it. So maybe you're taking one that is way more than you need and you're wasting that money because the need's not there. So I think that's where an area where once you have, you're in maintenance, you should work with a healthcare provider to level mm -hmm. up and figure out if you're worried about the cost, find out which ones you really need and which ones are really worthwhile for you personally to take and then kind of go from there. But yeah, I think you got a point there. It is definitely a barrier for some people. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's exhausting sourcing things all the time. Like you go grocery shopping, you're constantly looking for stuff like, oh, I'm out of this. I'm out of that. Like, where do I have to go? I got to go to the pharmacy. I got to go to the health food store. I got to go to the grocery store. I mean, I don't like shopping. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I think, and I think people feel so good, you know, in when they're losing weight, they can feel so good that they don't necessarily factor in the supplements because it's not a supplement yeah. program, right? So, they think they're feeling amazing because of the food choices and because of, you know, being hydrated and moving their body and sleeping better. They don't think it's supplements and they don't really notice until they stop. And then they mm. stop and like, why don't I feel as good as I did? But yeah. they're like, I'm drinking all my water. Why don't I feel quite as good? So, you know, sometimes you don't know until you finish, you know, until you stop taking them and then you know to put them back in. Yeah, which is why it's a good good to take a break from them. Did you yeah. did you ever take a break from them, Adrian, when you were taking? So I took a break from the MCT oil. Oh yeah. Um, and went back to it. Uh, when I, I probably went back to it a couple of weeks before we started the fall group. Now, um, I really tried the calm. I was hoping that would be the magnesium. I was hoping that would be my wonder supplement to help me sleep because I haven't slept for twenty years. I'm the worst sleeper. Um, but it didn't, and I really stuck with it. I stuck with it for about nine months and then I took a break for about two months and then went back on it. Um, 
and and you know as kim was saying it was kind of am i going to spend 35 40 dollars on on a container of it when i knew it wasn't working um but i think cost wise it's it's about sure there's an investment in it but i realized the investment is in my health it's in mm -hmm. my well-being so mm -hmm. i you know it's it's getting a large ass bottle of, of b complex versus a couple packages of licorice right um <laughs> yeah. that's that's what it is yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think um, I think definitely I know Odette that this wasn't the conversation you necessarily wanted to have today. We yeah. thought you're kind of prefacing it because Dr. Paul's coming on. I think what I love about this conversation is like it's like let's start thinking because Dr. Paul's going to come mm -hmm. join us. We're going to have this yeah. conversation in maintenance. What about supplements and maintenance? Now that you've took ones to help you lose, you know, like to your point with the magnesium, Adrian, like you've lost a lot of weight and taking magnesium could have factored in perhaps into someone's journey and losing weight, but it's not giving them the effect on where they now need it now, right? Like it, it just sort of depends. So so let's save this conversation or shelve this conversation for when Dr. Paul comes on mm -hmm. and let's get into uh, let's get into our next conversation, shall we? Yeah. So what I wanted to talk about, and, and this actually came from Adrian specifically when we were having a quick chat oh, and yeah. we were talking, we were talking about owning your own excuses. And, um, we were saying that it's easy to think that, you know, maintenance is hard or you can't do it or what you are doing is not working, but it's, you know, it's not as easy to look at what you're actually doing to maybe sabotage. And Adrian actually said, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to put this out there. <laughs> she said, you know, I was, you know, sitting down with my goldfish crackers, eating them and realized this is not, you know, going to get me to where I want to go. Why am I doing this? So it wasn't that, you know, maintenance wasn't working for her or in, wasn't working in general, but look at what I'm doing here. Let me own this action. Let me, instead of making an excuse, let me own this action. Yeah. I mean, I know what happened. My, my summer kind of like, I was so I mean, I don't think my family ever expected it. Like my daughter was the one who actually got me the program as a gift. And I was kind of, I had told this to Odette. It was like, I heard of Gina Livy, but I thought it was an MLM. I thought it was a pyramid thing. <laughs> and she told me that, you know, a couple of my friends, their moms did it and, and they had great success. So I was one of those last minute signups and, and it worked so well, so quickly um, that my fear was that it wouldn't last. Yes. After I mm -hmm. finished the second program winter of last year, I did great maintaining it. I mean, I, I was away for over a month and and um, and actually came back and, and lost a few more pounds. And then I had hand surgery the beginning of June and it wasn't a summer that I expected. I, I usually play ball a couple of weeks. I umpire. I'm very active. I kickbox and everything was put on hold. So I kind of got into a funk of getting back into old habits, which was eating crackers or goldfish crackers in bed mm. that night. And, and it was mm. realizing that I wasn't hungry. It was just these old habits that were creeping in. I don't know whether it was feeling a bit sorry for myself that I wasn't doing the things I really like to do. And then it dawned on me, I can't make an excuse. I need to be accountable. And, and there isn't an excuse. So I owned it. And I said, okay, let's, let's do this. And I knew back on track wouldn't be enough for me. So that's that, you know, it's well, situational change is what I heard first, right? Mm -hmm. You had to have mm -hmm. your surgery situational yeah. change. Like, I think sometimes people don't 
necessarily, I don't want to say it didn't take solidifying the weight seriously because you don't really have to work that hard at it. Right. right. So you're like, oh, I'm still having the things. I'm still maintaining my weight, like not a big deal. And then, you know, and then situational change happens. And then, oh, I'm going to have a little bit of this and I'm going to get back on it. And you don't because, you know, stuff is happening in your life. And I, I don't know that it's it's excuses more so it is lack of awareness. Like I always mm -hmm. say, you don't gain 20 pounds. People are like, well, I get your program didn't work for me. I gained 20 pounds back. I'm like, well, how? Well, I don't know. Well, what do you mean you don't know? You you have to know why you gained 20 pounds back. And if, you're, if your weight came on so quickly that you really don't know, chances are you've got like a health issue or something you need to see your doctor about, right? Mm -hmm. You don't just gain 20 pounds overnight. Like that could indicate a serious issue. So it's that awareness. And I think sometimes we don't want to see it or we just don't want to, what is it? We don't want to see it. We're blind to it. We just, we, we, we don't have the capacity for it. What do you think it is? Well, I think it could be partly um, not not wanting to see it, not wanting to be the problem. Like, hi, it's me. I'm the problem. You know, like, I don't, you know, you don't want to admit that. You don't want to admit that there's something out there that, you know, can really work. And and you're the one that's sabotaging it. I think that I think that would that could be what it is as well. So, yeah, self-awareness, but also looking at your own actions, not maybe not wanting to own up to it, wanting to put the blame somewhere else. Yeah, because you you're making excuses for it, so you know that you're doing it. So, uh, it's almost like I'm I'm gonna eat this and I'm gonna see what happens. Oh well, look, that's exactly what I knew it was gonna. Happen. I knew it. Yeah, well, we've heard that a lot, right? Where people yeah. are like, "Well, I'm gonna show Gina that you know this isn't really sustainable, so I'm gonna eat all of these things." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> you have the tools, so that's not really I." Do you, um, what's her name? Joanna Keto in Canada girl. Do you guys see her post? So she used to do keto and she got a big following over on Instagram and she recently just started our, our program and she's amazing because she's like really honest and real and whatever. She talked about this. She talked now, now I think it's the way she went about losing her weight that, you know, obviously made it hard to sustain, but she was wondering if she just, it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know what I mean? She lost the weight. She got all this attention and then, you know, wasn't getting that kind of attention anymore. And then just wonders if she just put it all back because do you know what I mean? So you could do it all again. Like I had a friend once who he did this with money. He would be like, make, make, come up with an idea, make a ton of money and then literally blow all of his money and be broke again, like destitute broke. And then he would like mm. make all this money again and then blow it again. I'm like, it's like you enjoy like it's like you enjoy losing your money so you can make it all back and whatever you get out of that moment do you think there's sort of some of that like with that underlying i know i may be sidetracking this whole conversation but i'm just like i wonder if people do that in weight loss like, i i would think that that's probably something that i mean it sounds very reasonable for that to happen to some people you don't especially people that have continued to try and try and try and don't know anything else like it's hard to you know we always say you know it, it, it's not necessarily people that failed it's the weight loss but if you start to slide back after losing weight this way knowing that this is different at some point you have to look at yourself and say okay but maybe it was and it is a little bit me because maybe I need to work harder. Maybe I need to focus or maybe I'm the one that needs work and it has nothing to do with the weight loss, but just like how you treat yourself and how you treat yourself after you've lost weight. And so I think there's probably a certain amount of that in that where people 
just love that high, the chase, and but don't know what else to replace it with. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Adrian, how much in total did you lose? Um, so in total, I lost 62 pounds. And wow. I put back on just about 15 from about probably beginning of May onwards, but, you know, but I've dropped eight of it since, Already. since we started the program. And I know it's, you know, it's, it's that fear of, for me, it's kind of like, when is the other shoe going to drop? No. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things, but, but that's, that's just kind of a history because I've dealt with some crappy things in life. Right. And for all the crap I've dealt with, um, I'm a glass half full. I, you know, I, I, um, I, I ended up being a single parent and I didn't expect that. And, and it was rough. I got sick for several years, which, which I still have that guilt, you know, not being there for my kids, but it's one of those things I just move forward and I have the most incredible relationship with my kids and things are going well. I kind of took that those not good things in life and I made something of it. So, so I ended up working in mental health for, for 13, 14 years until COVID hit. Um, so it's really paying it forward and doing stuff. So when things are going well in the back of my mind still, and it's getting better since this program, but in the back of my mind, it's kind of like, okay, how long is this going to last? Um, you know, I just Uh like, I do know, you know, what's so interesting. Um, I lived like that for such a long time. And you talking about that made me realize that I haven't felt that for a while. And like bad things have happened, right? Like my kid's dad passed away and, you know, bad, bad things have happened, but it's not about the things happening. It's deeper than that. It's this, but I, for so much of my life, because, you know, I, I get something and I felt like it got taken away or ruined or something or, you know what I mean? And a lot of that was the people I was surrounding myself in my life and, you know, whatever. But I, I just realized when you said that now, I, I can so relate to that feeling like the next, like when it's almost like you want, you almost ruin things for yourself before someone else can come along and ruin them for you. That was kind of my thing. And just having you say that, that makes me realize that I, I haven't felt, it goes away. Yeah. It goes away. 
That's mm-hmm. what I want to tell you. I, I didn't realize I hadn't felt like that, but it was such a strong feeling. And I haven't felt that in a while. So it does go away. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely does. I mean, I've had, you know, aside from, you know, losing my dad a few years ago, which, which has been horrible and it, it so far it hasn't been any easier. Um, I've been blessed. I still have my mom with me. As I said, I, I have three grandkids that, you know, my healthy is, is being there for them and, and mm. being a role model to them. So being a role model to them is also me being a role model to my kids, to my daughter, my son, my daughter-in-law, my son-in-law, um, and to my mom, right? She's 88 years old. So there's a lot to be thankful for. And I feel blessed. Do you think that doing the program has put you in a more positive mindset and helped you work through any of those things? Absolutely. It absolutely did 100%. And, and I joke with my kids, I'm getting that resume in because I want to be part of this team. <laughs> I think the non-judgmental environment was amazing, but I think it, it gained a confidence in me. It, it allowed me to feel like I can accomplish um, what I'm setting my mind out to. And, and, and I've done it. Like it just made me have a bounce in my step. It made me feel confident. And I know that reverberates around those around me. Um, It made me happier. It, uh, it just did. Um, It gave me kitchen skills. I have mad ass kitchen skills (laughs) for sauteing anyways. Um, the program gave you that, not (laughs) it taught me how to eat healthy. Um, I did not, it's not that, I mean, yeah, I have a terrible sweet tooth, which I don't anymore, shockingly, but it taught me how to eat healthy and it taught me how to enjoy, enjoy it, um, and enjoy the whole journey and, and the education that I've gained is, is just mind blowing. So I think this is key when it comes to owning our excuses too. Do you know what I mean? It's like also is understanding that you have the tools Mm -hmm. to do the things you need to do or have the tools to not do the things that you know you are not helping. Yeah, (laughs) And I think that's a great um, lead into the next one about consistency and maximizing. Like you have like just using these tools on a consistent basis, you know, going back to them, just like Adrian said, she's back on the plan now. She's doing these things consistently yeah. and, you know, feeling better already just after, you know, the, these few little weeks that we've had so far. And, um, you know, maybe we're not maximizing every single day. And I read a comment in the group this week that said, your body's going to tell you when you need to maximize. So if you are being consistent day to day to day, you know, there might be a day where your body's like, hey, we need a little bit of extra sleep today or we yeah. need a little bit more water today. You know, if you're listening to your body and, you know, being consistent, you'll know when you need to maximize. Your body will tell you. Yeah, I think maximizing, it's like also it's OK to not maximize yeah. as long as you're not you have to manage also your expectations. Like maybe, Adrian, obviously, like you're back at it and your weight's already down right? Doing all the things. And you could have done that a month ago, two months ago, whatever, but you probably maybe weren't at the place where you could do that. So I think it's like, 
consistency also isn't really doing all the things it's doing mm -hmm. as many of the things that you can handle right now today day to day which each each day to your point oh dad is a little different yeah you know yeah, I, think I agree i think that you know you put those little things in place and you what you do what you have capacity for and like i said maybe there's one day and you realize that my capacity needs to be put towards you know managing my stress or getting a better sleep you know let's figure out what this day is bringing and be consistent today with it so what's the takeaway with consistency and maximizing with the group this week in terms of like that we know in the weight loss group that's the focus but what does consistency and maximizing mean in maintenance hmm. who wants to go adrian you want to go i mean for me consistency and maximizing is as you say it's, it's making sure now still get the water in and, and making sure that that is getting in and, and going back to more nutrient rich meals. Um, but it's also that consistency is, is having that reminder with me that I've done this already and I know how much better I feel and I know I can do it and I know what I can accomplish. And, and I think that reminder with both that, physical and mental well-being is that I'm in a better place. Um, so I know what it takes to stay in that. Better. Yeah. Um, so mindset consistency. Yeah, almost, absolutely. Really keeping your mindset that you can do this every day, even on days, maybe when you feel like you can't do it all, but you still can do something. Keeping that well, and you, you know yourself so much better now than you did before you started your weight loss journey with the program when you were still trying to, you know, learn to listen to your body potentially. Now you, you know yourself. So part of that consistency is you do know what you need. You can feel it. Like Odette said, like you can tell, like I need to get a little bit more water in and things like that. You probably at the beginning of your weight loss journey didn't even recognize that. And that's something to be celebrated too, having that confidence and knowing that, yeah, I know what I need. I know I'm not doing it right now, but I know what I need. And that kind of can help with that consistency too. It's not consistently doing everything. It's consistently sort of listening to yourself and really knowing what's going to make you feel good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because when you're losing weight, sometimes you don't know. So you just you just mm -hmm. want the scale to move. So you're literally doing all of the things. I'm just going to do everything Gina says. And in maintenance, you've gotten to know you've done that and you've gotten to know what you need. And this is where you need to really pick up on that. And you know, like if you're dehydrated all day and you're not drinking your own thing, you know what you need to do, right? It's just like, I think it's like every day trying to make the most, like let's take away weight loss. Let's take mm -hmm. away maintenance, maintaining your weight and actively trying to maintain your weight. And let's, let's talk about, you know, consistency and maximizing your life. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe that's where we need to take it a step further is like to really like, what does that mean? What is consistency and maximizing your life mean? Like what you're, you're working towards other goals. You just want to wake up and feel better most days than not. Like, what do you, you know, like if you put it that way, you put it that way, it's just like, okay, what does that mean when I no longer, it's no longer a job to do it. Yeah. Like what do I need to do to live my best life today? What's going to make this the best day and being able to, pinpoint that when you wake up in the morning or throughout your day, like, oh, I don't feel like working out. But then you're like, oh, you know what? Last time I worked out, I felt amazing mm -hmm. after. 
Maybe I should do that and I'll feel amazing again. You know, the same thing with sleeping. Maybe you'll feel amazing if you sleep in for an extra hour, if you go to bed an hour early and sort of recognizing what your body needs to just have your best life. Mm -hmm. I've always said that, sorry, I've always said that complacency is the enemy. And it's funny when I used to do, when I was doing groups with, with patients, uh, mental health patients in the hospital I worked at, that was one of the things is complacency is not healthy. Um, so if you can do challenge yourself in some way each day, and you know what, on the days when you feel like crap, I mean, that challenge might be brushing your teeth or it might be showering. Whereas other days you're ready to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. But as long as you for me, as long as I can go to bed at night and say, okay, I did this today. And it could be small, it could be huge. Mm-hmm. That I know tomorrow I can do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's those little challenges. And, and that's why, Gina, I'm looking forward to the new group that you have in the works, right? <laughs> Living our best life. And, and I think it should be called Living Our Best Lives. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's what we're doing now. We're on the road to designing what we want that to look like, right? Designing your best life so you get to a place. I mean, your best life is today if you woke up and you're alive at the end of the mm-hmm. day. But I think we all want so much more. It's really about making the most of each day, feeling the best each day, you know, being grounded each day, like, you know, being happy, finding joy each day. Like I just, you know, it's it's just, I think it's a, it feels like a big thing to accomplish, but at the same time, it's, you're, we're doing it right now because if you don't have weight to lose, and I know you, you gotta, you know, you gotta get yourself back on track, but for the most part, everyone in maintenance listening, you know, I think, I think it is important that we, we, we get that third group or that third mindset out there sooner rather than later. Like what, where are you going here? You know, where, what have I done? I've lost my weight. Where am I at now? I'm working my way through maintenance. You know, it helps solidify my weight. So I, I, you know, I really, I'm, I'm calm physically, mentally, then where am I going? You know? And I think that's, where are you going to get to? And then when I get there, what am I going to do there? Like what, you know, what is my life going to be about when it's not consumed with weight, albeit losing mm-hmm. or maintaining it? That's a big question. Yeah. And I think, you know, really this, cool. this week we're asking people, you know, oh. what is, what's your new why? Like, what is, what is it? And maybe this, you know, having this new third group is going to be that place. This is going to, this is going to be where your new why comes from. You're going to yes. see it. It's going to be your end game. And that's where it is. It's going to be there. I love it. Um, speaking of that, uh, what do you have coming up this week? Um, so this week, well, if you haven't watched Dr. Paul, I mean, everybody needs to go back and watch that one. He's, yeah. he's in there. Um, and then for next week, we're talking about, well, we have the giveaway still going on. We want to hear everybody's new why. So we want to hear your why, but we want to have you thinking about your why too. Yeah, I love so, that. You know, we talk about it here, but let's really let's really um, get our members thinking about it and put it into words and put it into print so they have to see it. Um, And next week we are going to be talking all about mindfulness as well. So mindfulness and maintenance, you know, really bringing it back to the basics and what does that mean and what does that look like? Um, And we're also leading up to Thanksgiving weekend and here in Canada. And I know that that can start to bring up some feels for people, whether it's their first you know, big weekend after losing weight, or it's their 10th, it can still bring up some some feels about, you know, having a big celebratory weekend. So we're going to ease people into that weekend next week. Yeah. And, for, are, yeah. For, are you nervous about Thanksgiving, Adrian? Um, no, I mean, if I was going to be nervous, it was last week with our Jewish New Year, because man, does my mom cook. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> 
and, and it it was good. Like like the scale actually dropped a bit, which I was shocked. But um, yeah, no, I I think there's there's a calmness around the holidays that I nice. have now, right? Oh, I like it. So yeah, goals. I love it. Yeah. Be yeah. like Adrian. Be like Adrian. Uh, <laughs> on that note, we do have to go. You guys were out of time. Odette, Kim, uh, thank you so much to all of our uh, members who are joining us live with their questions. Uh, thank you. We see you. And to everyone listening over on our podcast, uh, thanks for living, listening. Have an amazing rest of your day, everyone. Bye. 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 Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.